Hello, Kirkwood. Welcome back to the February KPL podcast. Well, I hope you had a wonderful January. I'm Jagisha Patel, the reference and technology librarian here at Kirkwood Public Library. And I'm Ryan Drinkard, also a reference and technology librarian right here at the Kirkwood Public Library. As it's February, this is the last opportunity to sign up for our winter reading, Ready Reader One. It ends on February the 10th. So go to kirkwoodpubliclibrary.org and sign up today. There's quite a few great prizes waiting for you. So we have some amazing programs coming up in the month of February. That we do. We are going to tell you all about them in just a little bit. We are also going to be introducing you to our operations director, Lisa Henry. So you get to learn a little bit about her and how she got her start at Kirkwood Public Library. And then Ryan is going to be telling you all about our book clubs. And then we have our monthly Crafterworks program that I'll tell you about, uh, the Tech Savvy program, another one that I'll be telling you about. These are all part of a series that we're doing towards the end of the month. And the last thing I'll be telling you about is some of our children and teen programming, because of course your kids should love the library as much as all the adults do. Indeed. In addition, you're going to be learning about some of our favorite romantic books, authors, movies, for the month of February, since it is Valentine's Day later on in this month. Tis the season. We'll also be talking about a service that you may not know the library provides, passports. We got lots of exciting stuff to tell you about, so stay tuned. The next segment you're going to hear is our operations director, Lisa Henry. I can't wait. So, today we are joined by Lisa Henry, Director of Operations, right here at the Kirkwood Public Library. Lisa, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. It's wonderful to talk to you. Uh, so we've got some questions for you. Okay. When did you start with the library? So I started in February of 2005. I was um, hired part-time to just do displays. So I would come in a couple times a week and just put books up on display. This was before the building was renovated. And then I started working in the catalog department, just opening boxes and seeing all the new books. And that was really fun. And then in 2007, I started the job I have currently, which is director of operations. So I've been doing that for almost 12 years now. That's quite some time. Not terribly long. <laughs> what, what does it entail being a director of operations? Oh, that's a good question. I um, pay the bills, basically. <laughs> and keep the lights on. Keep the lights on, exactly. And I get to do some other fun stuff, too, like ordering books. And I still do displays. And um, I'm in charge of the building. And so a, a, a wide variety of things. A lot. <laughs> So in the years that you've been working here, I bet you have heard some really interesting stories. When we talked to Sarah last month, she had some great stories about the children's department, especially about the different things that she had picked up. I was going to talk about the children's department, too. <laughs> well, um, I will tell you my favorite story, and it just actually happened about a month ago. So I, for me, the, the, my favorite part of working in this library is seeing the kids every day because um, every day you get to see at least one kid that's so excited about coming here and um, I just I love hearing them talk and, and talk about books and get, getting so excited just to walk in the door and and not want to go home sometimes so about a month ago uh, I was downstairs on the lower level and you know the stairs that go up from the kids to the main level we um, 
filled in the risers with book covers. Mm -hmm. So there was a little boy. He was really little, like three or four maybe. Um, he was going up the stairs, and up each step, he stopped and kissed the book cover on the step. <laughs> and it was the sweetest thing. And he got to the top, and he said, he just like, kissed his hands and said, I love you, Kirkwood Library. And it was just the greatest story ever. I just, it made my day. And I think that's why what we do is so important because we're starting kids so young and we're really making them be lifelong readers because they're getting so passionate about books here. And they're also going to be lifelong patrons, hopefully, too. Actually, I had a similar story. Um, parents were doing passports for one child and the younger child they took downstairs into the room and then we had to call the dad up to sign the passport application and he went up to his mom and he's like mom i was not ready to leave Aww. <laughs> you shouldn't have called me up yes. he was he wanted to stay down here so we also like to talk about our favorite authors and favorite movies and a little bit of reviews i know for february we've certainly been talking about our favorite romance titles yeah um how about yourself um well, I'll start with my favorite movie because I just watched it the other day. In fact, again, um, it's the Philadelphia Story with um, Catherine Hepburn and Jimmy Stewart and Cary Grant. So all three favorites. Um, and that's a good little romantic movie to watch this time of year. Um, this is my favorite time of year because I love putting out all the romantic fiction books on display. Um, it just makes it all feel so warm and cozy up here. But I would say that I have three authors in the romantic fiction section that I that are like my go-to authors and they're the two Janes, Jane Green and Jane Porter and then Sophie Kinsella who has a new book coming out I think next month that I'm very excited about. And they're just contemporary fun uh, authors who um, and some of the uh, some of their books get into families too. They have moms with young kids and you know they're kind of at the stage of life that I'm in and so I can really relate to what they write about. Great. They sound they sound like fun reads. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. Well, Lisa, thanks so much for being here and talking with us today. We Thank learned you. so much. Thank you for having me. It was fun. All right, so stay tuned. We have so much more to tell you about programs, book clubs, and various other events for you. So we'll be right back. So since February is here, let's talk about February programming right here at your Kirkwood Public Library. On Tuesday, February the 5th at 7 p.m., you're invited to the Kirkwood Public Library's Parks and Recreation Trivia Night. So gather up a team and celebrate all things Pawnee. Now, registration is required for this event, so drop on by kirkwoodpubliclibrary.org and sign up your team today. And then, Saturday, February 9th at 10.30, it's going to be Family Bingo. So, all ages are welcome, so bring your whole family and try your chance at winning some prizes. Oh, and families are welcome to bring snacks for their table. On Tuesday, February the 12th, at 6.30 p.m., join us for Community Conversations, a conversation of race. Jesse Jonesberg of the NCCJ will be facilitating a dialogue about race in the St. Louis region. This program is supported by the Institute of Museum and Library Sciences and the Technology Act as administered by the Missouri State Library. Then, coming up Wednesday, February 13th, is going to be our Lunch and Learn, and it's yoga for everybody. This should be a lot of fun. I love to do yoga, and I find it very good for my body and for my mind. So 
This is a two-for-one, in a way, so please join us Wednesday, February 13th at 12 p.m. Visit us Sunday, February the 17th, as the International Institute of St. Louis presents St. Louis Immigrant History. Learn more about how our fair city grew its rich tapestry of arts and culture. Support for this program comes from the Edward Chase Garvey Memorial Foundation. We have some amazing craft programs coming up for you. So there's actually going to be two. We are starting something called Good Yarn Stitching Club. And this is going to be on February 19th. That's a Tuesday at 7 p.m. All you have to do, anybody and everybody is welcome, and you're just going to bring your current projects. So if you crochet, you knit, you embroider, whatever you do, felting, bring it on in and you'll have some time to just sit and work and get to meet your fellow crafters. We're not done with crafting yet. Wednesday, February 27th, you can paint your own tote bags. We'll provide all of the supplies that you need. You do have to register and come on down with some creativity to make your own tote bag. And it's going to be Wednesday at 7 p.m. in the meeting room, February 27th. As part of our next Tech Savvy series program, it's going to be Facebook for Beginners. So if you haven't joined the millions, actually billions, who are now on Facebook, then come Thursday, February 28th at 2 p.m. in the computer lab and learn about Facebook. This is another program just like the Craft to Work program where you have to register. We got to know how many people are coming, so we got to make sure we have the room. We look forward to seeing you. Are you looking for a book club? Well, KPL has you covered. Ryan is going to tell you all about the various book clubs we've got coming up this month. The Saturday Morning Perks Book Club will be discussing The Friend by Sigrid Nunez on Saturday, February 2nd at 10 a.m. The book club at the end of the universe will be boldly exploring Kindred by Octavia E. Butler on Thursday at 7 p.m. The Books on Tap will be discussing Nine Perfect Strangers by Leanne Moriarty on Wednesday, February 13th at 7 p.m. The Books on Tap Book Club is held at 612 Kitchen and Cocktails, located at 612 West Woodbine Avenue. The mystery readers will be sleuthing out the killer in Go to My Grave by Katrina McPherson on Wednesday, February 20th at 2 p.m. The Community for Understanding and Hope book group will be discussing The Half Has Never Been Told by Edward E. Baptist. And that's your February book clubs. We'll see you there. And let's not forget your little ones. So we also have some children's teen and tween programming. Coming up on February 11th is the 1,000 Books Before Kindergarten Storytime, and this month's theme is Opposites. So come on down at 6 p.m. and bring some books and your little ones, and you all get to sit and read together. Our next program is the Tween Scene Thursdays. This is for ages 9 through 12. Join us to make and do something new. This month, on February 7th, they are going to be making bookmarks for homebound patrons. Next, Adulting 101, Saturday, February 23rd from 2 to 3, learn a little bit about cooking. So join us for Recipe Basics with Umsol Extension. If you're an amateur in the kitchen, you're going to be able to learn some basic recipes. This is going to be a fun cooking class, 
and you're going to come away with some savvy kitchen skills. Sign up is required. The last one we're going to talk about is teens share your voice. Get involved and informed on issues and movements happening today. Hear from an expert on the topic and have open discussion with other teens. And this program is going to be happening February 21st from 4 to 5.30. The topic is going to be Medical Marijuana Legalization, Amendment 2. That is some of the programming for your little ones all the way up to your teen. There is much, much more, and we have all the programs listed in our little guides, both down in the children's area and up by the reference desk. Ryan, please tell us about a service that the library provides. I'd be happy to, Jagisha. Did you know that you can get your passport at your Kirkwood Public Library? We are a passport acceptance site. Now, there's so much that goes into how to get your passport. We can't cover it all here in this podcast. It would take far too long. So I'm going to cover the basics. But most importantly, if you're thinking about getting a passport, I recommend that you go by the KirkwoodPublicLibrary.org. Under the Services tab on the left, you'll find information for passports, the hours that we do them, and the things a checklist of the things you'll need to bring. But basically, anytime the library is open, we are accepting passport applications, with one exception. There is a hard cutoff an hour before the library closes. Please give us 15 minutes per singular passport for processing. One thing that many people miss out is that the U.S. Department of State only accepts payment via check or money order, so please bring your checkbook. We also don't do passport photos at this location, so please make sure you bring passport photos. Please contact the reference desk for any passport questions. We'll be more than happy to answer them for you. You can reach us at 314-821-5770, option 2, and we'll talk about passports and what you need to get one accepted. Thank you, Ryan. That is good to know. I actually did not know when I got my passport a few years ago that the libraries did them. I went to the post office, which luckily I went at a time when they weren't too busy. But if you try to get your passport during the holiday season, you're going to have a tough time. It's most difficult time. I got mine done here uh, years before I even worked here. So I was familiar with it. Someone recommended go to the Kirkwood Public Library, get your passport done. It was a great experience. Wait, was it someone who works here? It was Julia who oversaw the passport. It wasn't actually her. It was somebody that I've never met uh, that she was training at the time. But I do remember Julia sitting next to her. Oh, that's awesome. So you met some of your uh, co-workers before... At least four years before I started working here. Very nice. It's the month of February, and you know what that means. It's going to be Valentine's Day, and anytime you walk into a store, everything is going to be red. It is that special time of year to think of one's sweetheart. So I had some friends, a lot of my female friends actually considered a Hallmark holiday and they're like, my boyfriend should be doing something special all the time, not just on a specified holiday. <laughs> I suppose I'm terribly unromantic. Uh, my wife and I, we do not really do anything for Valentine's Day. Uh, we do fairly right for each other on our birthdays and on the winter holidays. But our anniversaries and on Valentine's Day, we usually go out to eat. We'll have a nice romantic dinner. But we really don't get each other presents. We can serve a little bit of money and just spend quality time instead. Well, that's the best way to do it, I think. I would. I agree. I agree. And who doesn't like to eat? <laughs> <laughs> I love to eat. Food is like the greatest thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get no argument from me. 
So what is, so we are talking about our favorite romantic books and movies for this month. We're going to give you some recommendations if you are looking for something romantic to read. Of course, there's always the tried and true Nicholas Spark. Very romantic stories that he writes. I'm at a disadvantage. I can't think of too many books that I've read with a romantic. I feel like the easy answer for myself would be High Fidelity by Nicholas Hordensby, which is a fabulous book. I recommend everybody read it. But as I've aged, it hasn't aged as well with me. Um, now, I do have some movies to suggest, but let's hear your favorite romantic title. All right, you're going to think I'm a total cheesy person here, but my favorite is actually Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen. And the reason is, one of the main reasons is that she is ahead of her time. She wrote these romance novels, and I think you can still apply them today. My favorite scene in the book is when Darcy proposes the first time to Elizabeth Bennet. And he is, it's a terrible proposal. He says to her, well, you're not suitable. I don't really... I'm in love with you, but you're not suitable. Your family's weird. I'm paraphrasing, of course. <laughs> but he says all these things, and Elizabeth Bennet just looks at him like, then go stuff it, is basically what she said. <laughs> so I love that, because she, there's this certain feminist element to it. I mean, Darcy was a wealthy man, and he was proposing marriage to her, so Elizabeth would have been set for life. But that's not what she was really after. And I like the fact that she stood up to Darcy and then made him sort of turn around his way of thinking and looking at what Elizabeth brought to the relationship. I agree. Well ahead of her time. Anyway, so, all right, so tell us about these movies. Oh, okay. Um, one of my timeless favorites was always The Princess Bride, a classic movie with such a fantastic cast. I have such warm memories of this, as this was one of my mother's favorite films, and I remember watching it at such an early age. Um, but it's funny, uh, it's sweet, and highly quotable. Incredibly quotable. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my name is Amigo Montoya. And I'm sure everybody at home is finishing that quote. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> That's You know, I hadn't even thought about that movie. I totally like did not even co come to my mind. But yeah, that's a good one. It's one of my favorites. And it's it's such a sweet film. It is. Yeah, it's a great film. Uh, the other one I would suggest that everybody, if they have not seen it, should check it out right here at your Kirkwood Public Library, is the classic Shaun of the Dead. Um, now, it is a bit of a scary one because the underpinnings of this film is about a zombie apocalypse. But it is a comedy about a, a guy down on his luck who's just trying to survive this apocalypse by finding the woman he loves and getting her and his best friend to safety. A wackiness ensues, but again, it's a movie that's got such a big heart and an incredible cast. It's funny and also incredibly quotable. <laughs> I'm like cracking up over here because, again, totally came out of left field for me. I was not expecting zombies. But I like that you work zombies into a romantic film. I think that's awesome. <laughs> Valentine's Day should be a little scary for everybody, right? And funny. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. See, okay, so my two favorite movies, and actually it's funny because it's actually the same two actors. Mm -hmm. It's Pretty Woman. And then Runaway Bride, okay. which they, and there was a lot of comparisons at the time when Runaway Bride came out because it was Julia Roberts and Richard Gere. Mm -hmm. 
and I've seen Pretty Woman many times, and I still enjoy the movie. I still find it to be just a sweet romance. And then the same thing with Runaway Bride. I thought that was another good one. And the actors, the actors bring a lot to it and really brought the story to life. And I think the fact that Julia Roberts and Richard Gere hadn't worked together in between these two movies was also a big factor in, I think, the success of probably the second one. I certainly agree with that. Pretty Woman. I can't say I've seen Runaway Bride, but I have enjoyed the uh, Pretty Woman. Should I watch this film? Oh yeah, I think you and your spouse might like it. So in the movie Runaway Bride, Richard Gere is a journalist, and he is going to interview Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts has left three grooms at the altar. Oh no. And so she's been branded the Runaway Bride. Now she's getting married again. This is the fourth time she's going to attempt a walk down the aisle. And so is it going to happen, or is she going to run away again? Well, I'll have to check it out to find out. Oh, definitely. I think it was a lot of fun to watch. And we'd love to hear from you. We want to know, what's your favorite romantic film? What's your favorite romantic author? Sell us on it. We want, we want to see it. Comment below and let us know. Uh, titles, movies, anything. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening to our February podcast. It's been a fun month. Thank you for joining us. We'll see y'all right back here in March. And don't forget to comment. We are looking forward to hearing from you.